Welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast. Are you ready to start living your life with more passion, purpose, and pleasure? And stay tuned to learn more from your behavioralist expert, dating coach, and relationship guru, Sweet Deans. My sweet family, I have such a powerful lesson for you this week. It's actually one that I've been experiencing and resisting for quite a while now. (laughs) And to be completely honest, it took me longer to write this podcast than most, and I kept distracting myself with all of the other things that I possibly could. I cleaned the entire kitchen. I did all the laundry, including the sheets and towels. I vacuumed several times. I even dusted the plants. And when it was all said and done, I just sat back down and looked at the blank screen in front of me and sighed. Why was I so resistant to writing this? I guess I just hesitate to write about things that I'm experiencing in real time. I always want to figure them out first, process through my feelings, find a solution, and then present that. Well, this is going to be a little different and a little more raw as I share my current struggle with you without any kind of definitive solution. The reason I think I hesitate to do this is that I never want to speak impulsively. I'm always processing through things quietly and stoically and then deciding definitively how I'd like to respond. However, there is a lot of beauty in responding to the moment in allowing yourself to say that you feel hurt in real time while it's happening and knowing that you don't have to come up with a perfectly scripted response, but that you can just be in the moment experiencing what's happening. I see this pattern in myself of wanting to stifle my own expression because I'm fearful that I will come unhinged or say something unkind or unhelpful. And in censoring my response, I'm not really allowing people full access to my feelings. I'm only allowing them a small controlled piece of what I experience, and that effectively dulls my interactions. So this week, I'm going to start to give myself permission to feel and react in real time when I feel hurt by things. And I can even do a podcast on something that I'm currently working through while it's happening. (laughs) So here it is. I know that during each episode, there are little pieces of me that are interwoven into the fabric of the story, but many of you have no idea what I look like as a whole person and the journey that I've been on that has led me to this point and indeed to all of you. I can tell you with absolute certainty that the overarching theme of my life has been this unquenchable thirst to find unconditional love and explore every facet of it. So I want to start by sharing a story of my early childhood that I think highlights why I'm so active in my search for love. When I was just a few months old, my mom was diagnosed with stage four adenocarcinoma lung cancer. My dad and older sister were devastated. And I was much too young to understand the gravity of the situation. She started chemo right away, and it took a serious toll on her body. She began sleeping 18 hours a day and only waking up to eat or get treatment. My dad watched as the woman he loved and the mother of his two children faded away and died. I was two years old when my mom passed away, and she actually died at home while holding me in a brown reclining chair in our living room. It was my very first memory that I ever had, and I held on to it. I remember my uncle and sister were on the couch, and I looked up at my mom, and she smiled at me. She kissed my forehead and took her final breath. My dad said on that day he lost all joy, and I can't even imagine how devastating that must have been for him. My sister was seven, and she was grieving but also trying to take care of me. 
something that she has continued to do all of my life. Six months later, my dad met my stepmom, and they were married right before my third birthday. She was 10 years younger and had a son of her own who was my age. She had been through a rough divorce and was still in the process of healing those wounds. She had had a tough time showing us love and affection because she struggled to feel it herself. And this became the beginning of a cycle of searching for validation and searching for comfort and searching for love. So fast forward to today. I'm 31, almost 32, and that is how old my mom was when she passed away. And I never had kids because I was always afraid that I would pass away and leave them, just like my mom did. And I know that these thoughts are optional, and it's something that I work on all the time. I know that I'm healthy and that in order to reprogram my subconscious, I must take control of these thoughts before they run away with me. The first step, of course, is to recognize that these thoughts exist and that it's actually totally normal for me to feel the way that I do. I have every right to feel that way as much as I want and as long as I want. And then when I decide to shift into new thoughts, I can do that too. It isn't always easy to believe new thoughts, especially with a story that runs so deep into my past. I see this with people who have experienced trauma as a child. Oftentimes we carry these stories into our adult lives and struggle to work through them. There are days where I'm better at this than others, for sure, but I just keep working to take control of my story and be the author of my own life. I know that for my own growth and evolution that it's important for me to have the awareness of my thoughts, honor them, release them, and shift them. On that same note, I have another story that I'm struggling with, and all of this backstory was building to this part the one that I've been trying not to write or even admit to myself. It's this desire that I have to be validated by the woman that raised me. I know that the reason she was distant with me growing up was that she had a lot of healing to do herself and struggled to show my sister and I unconditional love. She had a lot of fear and she still does about the judgment of others and about our safety. And she allows this fear that she has to block her off from just loving us the way that we are with all of our flaws. And I struggle with this still to this day. Even as a strong, confident adult, I was still desiring my mother's approval and validation. I want her to see me as I am and not how she wishes me to be, but exactly how I am and who I am. And I kept searching and asking and hinting at this until finally last week it broke. We talked on the phone for a couple hours about this exact topic, and she confirmed all of my fears. She was never going to just accept me as I am. So in order for her to feel safe, she needed me to be different. She needed me to think certain thoughts and behave in a different way. She said she prays for me every day to see the truth, as if the journey I chose isn't the path she believes I should be on. And how many of us struggle with this clashing of ideas with our parents. We so desperately just want them to love us and see us for the wise, insightful adult people that we are. And they forever want to keep us as these young toddlers under their control. As I watched all of this unfolding and I recognized my deep-rooted desire to be accepted and validated for the woman that I am was never going to be realized. In that moment, I decided that in order to live my life, to the fullest, that I can no longer have that story of needing her validation to hang over me. I no longer wanted to edit myself in order to fit into the box of what I thought she wanted. I no longer need to censor who I was in order to make her feel more comfortable. 
I'm going to love myself right now in this moment and validate the person that I have become. My search is finally over. It begins and ends with me. This was a super difficult few days for me to finally come to this point of ownership. But now that I'm here, I love it. There is so much freedom in just owning who you are fully without needing someone else to tell you that you're on the right path, that you're doing great, or that they're proud of you. Because once you stop seeking validation and praise from others, your growth is limitless. So shine on, my beautiful, sweet family, and know that I will always love you for exactly who you are. I think that because I never received this, that I made it my mission to do it for everyone else. So if you need to hear it, I'll absolutely tell you that you are perfect just as you are in this moment and that I love you for everything that you are. I support you in becoming whoever you want to be. If you're loving the Sweet Life podcast and you want to start rewiring your brain right away, take this free four-day rewire your brain challenge at sweetdeans.com backslash rewire and click download. I can't wait to talk to you next week, sweet family. Sweet family.